brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Now, today I have a special guest. Um, he's a friend. He is a serial entrepreneur. Um, he's also the president and CEO of Junior Achievement of Southeastern Michigan. Jason Lee, welcome to Baxter's Buzz. Well, thank you, Baxter, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Uh, looking forward to this conversation all week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things you look on the calendar and go, oh, this is going to be a good one. Um, the people that I love to have on are people that I have really good rapport with in general. And there's always gems and jewels that people can take away. And it's like, you know what? I wonder who would have benefited from a couple of those things. So I'm glad we're recording today. Um, just want to learn more about what you have going on. And hopefully, uh, you know, give junior achievement specifically some more exposure. So, um, speaking of, why don't why don't we start there? Talk about junior achievement, um, the history, and sort of what what you all mission is. So, junior achievement is the sixth largest nonprofit in the world. Uh, we are the largest nonprofit that works with young people to give them life skills, primarily in the areas of financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and career readiness. Um, we were founded about a, a, we actually, this year will be 105 years of junior achievement in the country. Wow. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, we were founded by uh, a U.S. Senator and the CEO of AT&T back in 100 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, and so the organization was designed to create the next generation of business leaders and entrepreneurs for the country. And uh, a lot of our baby boomers are, uh Parents or grandparents remember Junior Achievement because we have facilities all over the, 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 the city and all over the community where kids would come after school to learn how to create a business. Uh, we still run that program today. It's called the JA Company Program. It basically teaches kids the entire business cycle, where uh, writing a business plan, sourcing inventory, creating a product, selling a product, uh, closing a business, paying back shareholders, all the things that entrepreneurs do. Uh, that was what JA was known for. And we ran that program uh, for a long time by itself. Uh, and then we realized that a lot of young people to be successful business owners, they need to have good financial literacy skill sets. So we've created a suite of programs around financial literacy for not only high school students, but all the way down to kindergarten. So from kindergarten to 12th grade, we had high school programs that we ran around the financial literacy space in addition to entrepreneurship. Uh, and then our uh, work uh, just continued to morph. And we realized that a lot of young people today, uh, whether they're from a background perspective or just from exposure perspective, don't necessarily know the careers that are available for them within their respective communities. So we created a, a career, career programming uh, to expose kids and, and to prepare kids for the future of work today. Our mission is to inspire and create the next generation of successful young people for a global economy. You, and it makes sense the building block being the entrepreneurial um, component, right? Because when I think about so many of us, I think in most industries, when you, whether you're working for yourself or not, when you take ownership of the role that you play inside of a larger or 
I think there's a, you know, most of us can, there's an entrepreneurial, you know, component to it, right? And um, whether folks go and be, you know, start their own business or not, there's still real like fundamental uh, pieces that they can take to 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 any role, right? Yeah, you know, uh, I think that every corporation is looking for people to have the social skills um, necessary to engage other people, um, the ability to learn, you know, a company's going to teach you what they want you to know, right? But then also just have that entrepreneurial spirit so that you can think creatively to be successful. Uh, so just totally agree with you. Um, and it's, you know, if you think about America, you know, our ability to innovate, our ability to create new products, uh, to meet the challenges of today is something that we hold in high regard, right? And that That's has right. built the economic engine of our country. So. Yeah. Over the years, um, have you noticed what differences, if any, have you noticed with the young people that are coming through the program? Um, because, you know, everyone has a phone in their hand. Everyone, you know, they say that the kids these days don't have any social skills. Every, you know, everyone's sort of texting uh, each other, even if they're <laughs> sitting across from one another. Are you noticing that? And how are you um, sort of appealing to the young people now that may be a little bit different from, you know, years prior? Oh, man, that's a great question. And I have two teenagers. Uh, one is actually a freshman in college and one is a high school junior. And I totally see that. Um, I really think that the pandemic did a disservice to our young people in terms of their socialization skills. Um, they uh, definitely heavily rely on the technology, uh, which some have embraced. But just as those people dynamics, literally, they can be in a room together watching TV and be on their phones and just chatting along on their phones and not communicating in person. And they're saying the same things that they would say in person, right? Yeah. So so it, it is something that we have to really be conscious of. Um, our audience within Junior Achievement, um, you know, we rely heavily on the schools and community-based organizations to get our programs delivered uh, to the young people because that's what the young people are, right? Uh, so, so working in those confines, um, we see a lot of change. We see that uh, there's some kids who have are in better situations socially than others, um, sure. and, and I think a lot of it has to do with how they they really went through the pandemic. You know, a lot some some young people didn't see anybody for a year year and a half, right? They saw their family, you know, and and others actually thrived in those situations, right? So, um, you know, still maintain their their athletics or their, their other programs and things like that. So I definitely see a rift. Interesting enough, when my daughter was applying to college, the colleges actually recognized that a lot of our young people were missing some key components of their social dynamics, and they were trying to support the kids and meet them where they are. So the conversation meeting kids where they are today is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my babies are 10 and seven. So it, it, it did impact them, but I think the, the older children probably felt it the most because they already had these friend groups and they were more social. You know, my, my son at the time wasn't even in kindergarten yet. He was still, going to like a day, you know, daycare. Right. Yeah. So it benefited him because he 
um, he was at home with his sister, who was basically who basically became his speech coach. Uh, <laughs> he was a little bit behind speech wise, and she's a little bit ahead of anybody, no matter what age. Uh, she was there. She was there. At, you know, three years ago, she's you know miles of, uh, ahead of most folks now, um, as far as speaking. So we saw like a a, a jump in his speech, um, but. But we did see some of the social pieces of her, of my daughter, you know, just really having access to to a younger person. You know, he benefited where she may be stalled in some areas from a socialization standpoint. But, um, yeah, it's it's amazing to think that, it you know, it's been going on for, you know, four years now. Yeah, man, it, it, it's and there's so many different dynamics to that in terms of just the ability, you know, basically, you know, you actually out there for opportunity to be flexible, right. To work from home, to do different yeah. things. Imagine those people who cannot do that. Right. And basically kids to sit at home latchkey for two and a half years or so, basically them in the TV, uh, yeah. and them, the video games. And so it, it, had, it, there's definitely some challenges there, but you know, the other side of that is that the embracing of technology is also important, right? So we actually just had a national a conference um, uh, recently for our for the president's and junior achievement throughout the country, and it's 102 offices uh, of JA in the United States, and we've had the conversation about AI, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Someone someone pointed out that when our kids graduate and they get into the workforce, there'll be an expectation that they have the ability to utilize AI, just like we had the ability to utilize email. So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you use these tools? Uh, how do, when do young people get exposed to these tools? You know, beyond just the chat GPT and writing the term paper, you know, there's other sources and things that are, have the ability to, the AI is kind of going to be the new frontier in that space. Um, yeah. Now, I, you know, in my background, I'm, I'm an engineer by degree and I used to work at Ford as an, as an engineer and just the ability, I think the ramp of the technology and its ability to make a difference and be utilized by people and readily available. It's just incredible right now, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the phones are uh, the tool to get you access and it's just, it's, it's so much out there, but how do we expose our kids to it, right? You know, yeah. that the you know we have to have and have not communities. We have the schools that embrace technology and then we have the schools that are afraid of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's a whole conversation there and the utilization within our ecosystem and also in the black community. Just being yeah. really right, you know, we're oftentimes either the first to adopt or the last, and depending on the technology. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do we how how do we get grandma to use Chat GPT? Right, right. <laughs> I, you you bring up a really good point um, about the access. Um, when I think about, you know, it's one of those things that's not going away, <clears throat> and we can. Hey, we don't want this. Hey, you know, you, you could turn your back to it for only so long. <clears throat> Us that are in the workforce right now, but the folks that are incoming, it's going to be mandatory. You know, I was at um at an event this week and they were talking about someone said that they're being saved 20 to 30 hours a week using AI. And if people don't get in with the times and sort of embrace this technology, they're going to be set back just from a uh, what opportunities they'll have access to in the workforce, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, <clears throat> I was at I was at the mall and they had a Tesla display, right? And 
I hope the car was cool, but what I was fascinated about was they had a robot that came from the Tesla factory that was doing consistent repetitive work in the factory. Mm -hmm. So they actually incorporate robotics in the factory. And this robot looked like something out of iRobot the movie with Will Smith. Yeah. And I mean it it was it was incredible. It had it had fingers, it had arms, it had legs, it moved. It, it, it was dynamic in this work. And you think about that, you think about the historically the jobs, particularly in Detroit, sure. which were heavily manufacturing, heavily industrial, heavily repetitive, repetitive work on an assembly line. And now you have robots that have a taking some of those positions, right? Yeah. So how do we prepare? And this is one of the things that Junior Achievement looks to do is how do we expose and prepare young people for those future careers, right? Uh, you know, what going to the plant is still an option, but it looks very different today, right? So, you know, learning about the different careers in insurance, right? And that was one of the reasons why we partnered with Naya as Junior Achievement is to expose primarily uh, African-American uh, students and young people to the different careers in the insurance industry. And we have a national partnership with Naya, uh, but locally we've been doing some great work in that space mm -hmm. uh, because some of the, of the opportunities that are there, you don't need a college degree for. Historically, generationally, Blacks were barred from a lot of the great opportunities in the insurance industry. And so now how do we open those opportunities up to young people, whether it's actually with the, the brokers or mm -hmm. the consulting firms or whatever the case might be to actual the people who do the assessments and the appraisers and things like that. Those people are making money and they're doing that's well. Right. And living. So that's right. So, yeah. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Um, you know, we have crossed paths um, on a couple of different um, ways, you know, with Kapnick. I know Kapnick um, had done some work with Jay or, you know, a little bit um, at least when I had started. But then also with NIA, um, the National African-American Insurance Association, you know, the the Detroit or Michigan chapter, I um, am fortunate enough to sit on the executive board. And I mean, JA has been invaluable. I mean, let's be honest, the the you know, we are approaching our third annual um, scholarship breakfast and super proud that you all hosted our first annual um, breakfast a couple years ago. And I mean, it was a smashing success. So just again, just the the importance of making young black um, children aware of what the industries are available. Like you mentioned, when you think insurance or when I thought insurance growing up, you thought the insurance, the insurance man, right? It was like selling life insurance and every, you don't have to be in sales in order to be in the insurance industry, right? We have IT, we have HR, we have these brilliant um, people that are, you know, part of underwriting and they are doing some, some really cool things, but they just may not know that these, these avenues are available to them. So um, the work that we do, I mean, you know, it's like, hey, exposing young people to, hey, here, here are things, here's a skill set that you have. You probably didn't know that this could be applied into this type of role in this industry that's been pretty darn stable over the years, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of my, uh, uh, one of your colleagues actually, uh, 
uh, uh, Gerald. Uh, Gerald says, uh, you know, the insurance industry uh, is consistent even in economic challenges, right? So, you know, everybody's got to have it. You got a product, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's something there. Um, it's it's so so we're we're excited to work with Naya. We're excited to uh, continue our partnership. And what Junior Achievement does, it makes uh, it provides opportunities for corporations that are interested in engaging young people in a meaningful way. So we spend a lot of time working with organizations like Capnick, like some of the other insurance agencies and consulting firms to say, hey, if you want to engage kids, uh, here's an opportunity, here's a program, here's a resource, and let's make it happen. Uh, we provide all the training materials. And if you, we have a facility downtown Detroit that you can come to, or we can coordinate with going to a school, uh, even virtually there's some more opportunities. So that's one of the big things that we work on. Yeah. When you talk about the opportunities to volunteer, I mean, like I said, our our lines have crossed, you know, between me trying to get you into, you know, um, some and some principals and some folks that I know from 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 that sort of local level. Again, the Naya piece, the Kapnik piece. But talk about just volunteer wise, like how can people get more involved? How can um how can organizations, um, big or small, just contribute to, you know, to the JA mission? And they don't need to have, a, you know, a group of 10 or, you know, what if they're just, what, what if one person wants to, can you speak to like, from a scale of one person wants to come out and contribute and volunteer for a day or, or see how they can um, help versus like what an organization may be able to do? Absolutely. So, so we have uh, on our programs team, our volunteer engagement manager, his name is Scott. Uh, he'd be happy to talk to anybody uh, around volunteering. So if you're an individual who wants to come out and volunteer, we would probably recommend you engaging either at our J.A. Finance Park, which is amongst other volunteers, uh, or let's just say you have a child in school. We can provide you our materials that you could actually facilitate in your child's class. Uh, so that's another way that we have a lot of companies, individuals volunteer. A lot of people get community service hours as part of their employment. Uh, so, you know, we, we take advantage of that and we can actually align in to many of the corporate social responsibility needs that many companies have mandated. Um, but if you want to come as a group, uh, we oftentimes have divisions that will come. So let's just say the accounting division at a company wants to do something together as a team building exercise. Mm -hmm. Well, we can work with you to make that happen where you're engaging young people in a meaningful way. Uh, we have some custom, some companies that actually come and volunteer together with their customers, mm -hmm. which is really which is really interesting because some companies kind of frown on going to the sporting games and stuff like that. But if you're saying you're going to come volunteer together, then oftentimes you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And uh, it just also is a great way for you to get a chance to get to know some of your customers, and things like that. I know a lot of our salespeople are really excited about those type of opportunities. Well, you know, everyone, yeah, everyone is interested in get, going out um, and watching, you know, the games. Um, everyone, you know, doesn't have, they don't want to, you know, have a happy hour or, or do anything in the evenings, quite frankly. Um, but like you said, from a corporate standpoint, the uh, the salespeople may be able to bring some some of their clients um, out, some of their prospective clients, build real rapport and really do something that um, is, is really meaningful in their community in, in a way that 
is unique in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, we're we are a very well known brand within many of the corporate circles. So uh several of um, our companies are have some national partnerships and collaborations uh even in the insurance industry uh so you know there's there's ways to do it so if you're an adult if that uh wants to engage and make a difference in the lives of young people within our community or even nationwide as this as this podcast is a you know can be received anywhere then i would definitely encourage you to just identify the ja office in your area and i'm sure they'd be happy to have you volunteer yeah, that, that's awesome. And and again, um, you do such a great job because, I mean, when I think about um, a CEO of a nonprofit, I mean, the you know, so much of your job is behind the scenes, but so much of it also was like, you know, front facing, uh, recruiting, you know, fundraising, and you do a fantastic job. And um, I want you to just, if you could talk about the really turnkey type of volunteer opportunity, like it's not, you know, as you put it, it's not a very heavy lift for folks that they want to get involved. Right. Right. Absolutely. So really you're, you're either, you're sharing your experiences, for instance, at J finance park, what we're asking you to do as a volunteer is really help support a young person going through the, uh, the the simulation that we've put together and also share your experiences you share when you were in college and you got a credit card for a pizza and you're still paying on that credit card today <laughs> right at that 26 percent interest and things like that so you share those experiences in life or when a young person has to create their budget and they only have 200 dollars for a car note and you say uh that's not even the gas for the car because uh, you know you're trying to get a Land Rover, and uh, so so those, just sharing those real life experiences that you have had uh, with a young person is so invaluable. It brings real life to the curriculum and what they're learning in school, and it's just a great opportunity to give back in a way. And we we train you on all the things that we want you to do, and we also have resources there uh, throughout the day to support that. So whether it's working with our our kindergarten students, our five year olds all the way to 25 year olds as young adults, there's a space for you to volunteer within J.A. Yeah. I'm not working with no kindergartners, man. My look, my son is, is seven and I dare I don't even want to work with him. Uh but <laughs> but the older kids, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Um this has been great. I I, I really want to just um say I, um from a Naya standpoint, we really appreciate the partnership. We have to figure out ways to 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 um, coordinate and collaborate even more, in my opinion. Um, the work that you all do in the community, the work that you continue. I see you and, you know, some of your team members kind of everywhere that I am. Um, and, and just kudos to um, the real, the true building blocks of America, the entrepreneurial piece, the financial piece, and the pieces that um, haven't always been um, really rolled out or uh, introduced to, uh, you know, the minority communities. I mean, let's be honest, the finance world, the insurance world is very white, male dominated. And I think that there are, there's some incredible talent from all diverse backgrounds, but it's nice to see these spaces, um, you know, being, being discovered by by young people from backgrounds they maybe wouldn't have had the access prior. 
Yeah, I, I mean, we're happy to help. We're, we're ecstatic with the partnership with uh, your organization, with NIA, uh, and with other agencies uh, throughout the area. Uh, there is so much more that we can do. Our young people need to see adults like yourself engaged and actively participating in their development. We, we, we're here to help with that. And there's so many different resources that we provide. Whether you have an hour a day or a half hour uh, or even a, a full day, we're here to help and support. Um, and no matter if you're at a big company or small company or even an entrepreneur, or even if you're doing the gig, gig economy, there's a place for you to support and volunteer through JA. Yeah, and, and lend your experience. All, everyone's experience is, is valuable and can help uh, a young person. Um, it, it's, it's not cookie cutter, right? We're, it's very, very fluid. Um, Jason, um, thank you so much for spending some time. Uh, this has been great. I know that um, this is a passion of yours. And I just want to do what what we can. Anybody that's listening or watching, there are opportunities, you know, really, uh, not really, you know, large commitments where we can go out, help these young people get trained up. And if we have young people in the house, um, you know, we can help them along. And dare I say, we may be able to use some of these fundamentals in our own lives as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think every all of us who have been have had some level of success within our professional life have had somebody in our corner to support us and guide us in this space. And we, uh, you know, we're here to help with creating that next generation of successful business individuals and just young people in general. So we have thriving communities. Um, so happy to help. Uh, if you have more, if you're interested in learning more about JA, just go to our website, www.jamichigan.org. That's the local office that um, I run. Uh, but then our national website is www.jamichigan, I'm sorry, ja, ja.org, which if you're anywhere in the country can point you in the right direction to a JA office. Very cool. Very cool. On behalf of Jason, I am Baxter E. Um, I just want to let everyone know um, that you are all capable. You just need to embrace your own frequency. So uh, until next time, peace, everyone. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the call where we rise and don't fall.